0: Hey everybody, welcome to Artifice Episode 13, my interview with Jen Palmer. Jen specializes in fashion, beauty, and product photography. Her favorite part of being a photographer is creating images that never existed before that moment and working with creative teams. In this episode, Jen tells her story of leaving her practical career as a genealogist to pursue art as her second career. We talk about the role play of the archetypal artist, drawing wide boundaries around your definition of art, the complication of social media branding, the myth of finding your passion, and how to deal with failure. All right, enjoy it. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary. And sometimes, it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections. But we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. This episode of Artifice is brought to you by Blue Sheet. Blue Chic creates WordPress website themes and design templates that have helped tens of thousands of entrepreneurs build a beautiful online presence. For those of us who are professional creatives, it's so important to have a website that looks and feels as artful as the art you make. But we all know it's easier said than done. When I found Blue a few years ago, I was blown away by their gorgeous themes and purchased mine without hesitation. I had absolutely no web design experience or skills, but Blue amazing documentation empowered me to build a site I can really be proud of. Head to www.bluchic.com to see which theme works best for you and use promo code BCARTIFICE for 10% off your purchase today. So I'm... Like really excited to interview you. Um, I've been thinking about it like all week and all oh my, day. I hope I'm as cool as you think I am. You are, <laughs> you are definitely as cool as I think you are. Um, furthermore, like I already know, like we've talked about things that I that I want to like talk about more. Um, that I think are, you know, I, I think you have like kind of a, a unique, like one thing about you that I, I feel like I don't know that many people that ha- that have this is like you, you have art as your like second career. True. Which I think is like, it happens the opposite way for a lot of people. um, Like a lot of people do like, you know, they get a degree in art or something. And then later they're like, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you did the opposite thing, which I think is like really cool um so this is just casual you can just talk as much as you want you can ask me stuff okay it's just chill and if there's anything you hate we'll just delete it um so uh, so okay I was thinking about what I wanted to start with with a lot of the people that I've talked to already um, I have kind of started with like their background but I was thinking that the first thing I want to ask you is maybe to just... Talk about like, and it it doesn't have to be, this is, this is a big question, but I think just kind of in your experience or like in your kind of day-to-day life, like, what do you think the parameters are around art? Like, like what's art versus like play, creative play, you know, or, or is it all the same or just kind of like for you, what are, what are like the kind of boundaries around like what you would say is art? it's kind of funny we were talking about this or
1: I can't remember when the holidays make things crazy, but I was talking with someone at work about this because um, my day-to-day job is shooting furniture. So it's not like that's the most exciting thing ever all the time, but I take a lot of pride in what I can control and be creative with. And that's with light. Yeah, Um, And so even though I'm shooting like a teen bedroom like where can I bring the art in and that's by being creative and even though it's technical I'm still bringing in an artistic eye to that like what makes it that light look real and like Mm -hmm. a real sunlight coming through a window or um, the way it hits certain fabric to bring out texture or something like that so it may not be art in the sense of something you stare at in a gallery or museum going wow that really moves me Um, But that's unrealistic to a lot of working artists. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to find pride and creativity in the little things. And so for me, finding pride and creativity in light or just inspires me to create. Yeah. So seeing how, yeah, light goes through other people's windows or just as you're driving. And then I'm just like, oh, that'd be cool to try to to make work in a more sterile fake environment with lighting instead of an actual sun. And that brings a
0: lot of purpose for me as an artist. Yeah. That's why I wanted to start with that. I, like, I, I, I figured that that's something you think about. So Jen works at Overstock and shoot and you shoot furniture mostly or Mm -hmm. like other stuff too. Mostly furniture. When I first started, we did a lot of
1: models and, clothing and jewelry but um they've focused more in the last couple years on
0: furniture and homes and so that we don't get a lot of that stuff in anymore so I was thinking about this and you know what you're doing all day is photography Mm -hmm. um and I and I but you also like so I want to get here but um you also shoot you do like other types of shoots as well yeah so so my freelance
1: work is like beauty fashion right that kind of stuff
0: so yeah I mean I feel like those things are are different things and i am I'm, I'm so curious and kind of interested in like how i so like you already answered it but you know feeling like um as you're kind of shooting things where you're you're maybe not getting to choose like the subject um but finding like finding art in like so that that feels like art to you um i i think a similar way about about art, for me, I think, like, I do have somewhat of a, I don't know, like, I think a little differently about the art that, like, I get to curate kind of, like, more from beginning to end um, than the art that I do that's, like, a little bit less, like, my creativity is limited to, like, certain parameters. Um, I guess I just would... I just want to talk about that more. Um, so how does it like feel different to you? Like when I'm given parameters versus not. Yeah. Like sometimes it's more
1: freeing to have parameters because then I can, it kind of puts blinders not blinders. It puts you in a lane and then you almost have more freedom to focus on the things you do have control over versus when you have control over everything. Sometimes that can distract you. Well, for me personally, um, and not always, because sometimes you don't want to be limited by things like that. And I think that's the difference between personal work versus yeah. um, client-driven work. Um, but like with client-driven work, whether it's Overstock or someone hiring me to shoot, you know, something, um, when they want a certain thing, I give them that, and then I also try to give them a little extra. So something that I think is good and they may not like, they may like it or they may not like it. I mean, but that's me trying to create a little bit more art um, that can maybe show somebody something that they may not have thought of. Yeah. Um, Or at the very least, I have something that I really like that came out of a commercial shoot that um, made me feel even more validated than the initial ask. Um, But again, it doesn't mean that the client would love it or anything and doesn't mean that they'll always choose it or anything. Um, and then when I do personal work, I've, I'm a little ashamed that I haven't done a whole lot lately. Cause I've just been
0: working so much. Working, Yeah. <laughs> um, cause you're working as an artist.
1: Yeah. And then that's just more, I don't know. It's really personal, I guess. Yeah. And I don't mean personal. Like I don't like to share it. I'm not one of those type of people, but it's like, I don't need a lot of feedback from people. It's like, I just am like kind of getting ideas out or experimenting or just seeing what I can do, um, and what
0: just fulfills me, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So I think, so my kind of assumption just based on conversations we'd had before is that you do find like art, art in like the day-to-day work that you're doing, um, which I think is, it's great. I I think I, I have kind of an assumption that that's a, a main difference of artists who work, an artists who maybe need like a non art day job if, if you're able to find kind of if you're able to sort of like scratch that art itch um with work that's still like totally in that world um but that maybe isn't like your 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 personal projects. Well
1: and I mean and that there's no wrong or right way to be an artist and for some people that works that is what works for them because it's hard sometimes to shoot something boring like mattresses. Um but for me, because I'm I like I like to take pictures. Like yeah. I like that I get to show up every day and take pictures regardless of what it is. And I don't need I don't need the the validation of doing something huge I guess or being something like super like oh this is like the best art I've ever created I don't need that yeah. for a nine-to-five job um and I still get satisfaction out of like I said just focusing on light and creating something yeah. that is enough for me but I have friends who that's not like it kills their creativity yeah to same clock in nine to five and be told what to shoot and not have, and it's not cool or it's mm-hmm. not fun mm-hmm. and that, and it kills their creativity. And for me, all the only part of my creativity that might be damaged by that is because it is nine to five. And by the time I get home and I take care of myself, I don't always have time yeah to just play.
0: That's very relatable. Yeah. So can you describe like what feels kind of different? So, you know, The work that you do at the nine to five is art, but the work that you do that's freelance is also art, but there's, but they're not the same. What, what are, what, what are the differences?
1: The differences for me is I probably compartmentalize it a little bit more. So, um, my nine to five, I literally have no control over anything except how I light a set. I don't even handle files or editing or anything. I just click, take the picture. I'm happy with it. The art director's happy with it. Stylist is happy with it. And then. That's it. And a, a lot of my, uh, not only do I handle the photography, but I'm kind of like the, I run the set, like I'm in charge. Yeah, sure. yeah. So there is some organi- organizational skills that I have to use in my nine to five. And when I do freelance, um, I tend to art direct a little bit more than yeah. just be the photographer or just be the person that organizes it. So I have a lot more fingers in the pot I guess or yeah. I have more hands on and there's more of me in yeah. the shoot versus when all I do is control how the light comes through and hits things like so you can look at one of my freelance jobs and be like yeah I can tell Jen did that versus you can tell I guess for some of my other stuff but it's not
0: like it's just not as personal totally. I guess so what do you think I mean I don't know how how do you what do you feel like it like gives you to do your freelance work that you, that you maybe like aren't getting or like, you know, how does it affect you as, as an artist? It probably depends on the mood I'm in, to be honest. So sometimes
1: I don't want to have to be in control of everything. I don't want to think, I don't want to have to work that hard. And that's where the nine to five is like great Mm -hmm. because I only have to use photographer gen brain. I don't have to use, um, entertain the model gen brain or like, uh, handle all the different personalities and like make sure everything's organized and everyone's on their A game and coming up with the, the, um, swipe or inspiration or like just putting all of me in it. And so if Mm -hmm. I'm not, if I'm like kind of in a burnt out mood, which we all get because we all work our butts off as artists, um, it's nice to just show up. And takes p- take pictures of mattresses sometimes. It really is. But then other times, you know, like when you start feeling like, oh, I really need to like mm-hmm. do something that me matters, at least to me. Yeah. Um, then either someone will hire me for something or I'll want to do a shoot. It hasn't happened recently just because I've also just focused on myself within the last year, like yeah. taking care of myself because doing freelance and working nine to five and trying to do personal work things tend to fall by the wayside and that was my health. So I kind of put that even more on the back burner just to get in a good place. And so now I'm feeling more of that drive where I haven't in the last year to do more personal work, create more, put more of myself in it, actually have thought and intent behind an image or um, a concept versus just showing up and controlling just the light or, just totally. having someone else tell me what they want and then giving them what they want, so I don't know if that answers the question,
0: yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I'm interested in and kind of what i what I want to get at with like this mm-hmm. whole project is just i'm s I'm fascinated by like the things so so I feel like there are like there are artists, and not that not that we're all the same, but I think maybe one thing that we kind of have in common is like just that that sense of like. I don't know, like an incompleteness or, or something like the sense of kind of like needing to like be creative. Like, yeah, no,
1: I mean, I mean, it's that drive to create. It's just that drive to create. And I never understood what that drive was until I started photography because I just didn't know that part of myself. It was Mm -hmm. never something that I was able to curate or explore because it wasn't like when I was in high school, it was a small high school. You either did art or you'd be, you did band. I was in band. Um, when I went to college, I that art was never something I even thought about because it was unreliable and unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Not that history was any better, but... Yeah, no, I know that, what you mean. At the time, I, at least it was academic, and so that's what I went to. Um, and then I never felt... I would see other people with this drive, and I just didn't understand why I didn't have it because it wasn't like I was dumb or didn't do my work. I just never felt this drive. I just never did. And then when I started photography, I was like, Oh, that's, that's what I was missing. And other Mm -hmm. people had, I just hadn't found the thing that worked to that caught that inspired that drive. And so now with photography, and I would explain this, I, I used to work, um, at the uh, Salt Lake community college as their lab manager. And so I basically like taught and TA'd for the entire program. And people would ask me all the time, well, oh, Jen, I I can't do that without this, or I need this equipment. I need this camera. Um, if I don't have an assignment, I don't know what to shoot, or I have this this final project, but I don't know what to shoot. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain to you that you don't, you have what you have to create, and that's all you need. Yeah. And it, And if you don't have the drive to back that up, I don't know how to explain to you to go shoot, because I've never had someone tell me, you need to go shoot. You need to go create. Yeah. I always just wanted to. Totally. I always wanted... I had new ideas all the time, I, and I didn't have fancy equipment. I had a POS camera, yeah. a good lens, <laughs> and that was it. And yeah. I even when I broke my leg during school, I just was like, well, I guess it's a good opportunity to learn Photoshop. Yeah. And... Because that was that drive. I couldn't go out and shoot. Totally. I couldn't go out and create in that sense, but I could sit in front of a computer and learn how to create another way. Totally. And so sometimes it's hard to describe that to people. And like you said, that missing, this, like you're just trying to fill something. And I think that's where the whole uh, that idea of the tortured artist comes from. Yeah. And I don't think that you have to be a tortured, depressed person to have that drive to create sometimes it helps inspire you to create but um
0: I don't totally agree with you which which is why so kind of my like working theory is like you know there there are those of us who who recognize like whatever this this thing is this like drive or you know I think for some people it feels less like drive and it feels more like an ache you know like Mm -hmm. it's 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 maybe like less of like a, it doesn't come with motivation you know, or something, but it's kind of there, like just f- feeling like it needs attention. Um, and I think some people, like they become that tortured artist, maybe partly because they're missing like that other piece, which is kind of like the scrappy, like business mind. And so I'm, I'm, personally, like, very interested in kind of, like, the crossroads of those two things. Um, and I feel like it it creates, like, a certain type of artist maybe sometimes um, that, I, that I think maybe, you know, we're not represented in media. Like, we're not represented in movies and books. Because it's maybe, like, less romantic to be, like, an artist that's, like, hustling.
1: Yes, I would agree with you 100%. Because um, I... I'm actually not the best freelance photographer because I'm really horrible at selling myself, but I have more of that scrappy hard worker Mm -hmm. mentality versus I guess the typical what people think about artist artist mentality, because I just work, I just work hard regardless of what I'm doing, whether it be freelance nine to five, boring shooting, um, art
0: school. Um, I don't know any other way. Yeah. You're, you're problem solving. Like you said, when you, when you broke your leg, you're like, well, I'm going to take pictures I'm going to, I'm going to be working on photography. I think, I think I'm a similar way. Um, it's just, you're just problem solving. It's well, like, and
1: I feel like it's a muscle. Like if you don't use it, it's going to be harder to use when you want to. And so you just have to constantly work at it. Reader your I had a teacher once tell me because I was having a meltdown. That's the tortured part of me is I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> um, I was having a meltdown about how my ideas I wasn't being I wasn't creating what I thought was good, and it was driving me crazy that I had this this need to create something awesome, at least to me, and I wasn't getting there. and he explained to me. And this is not the first time I had a meltdown to him. It was like the fifth, (laughs) and he finally explained it into me in a way that I understood. And he's like, writers have a writer's notebook, and you jot down ideas, and sometimes they turn into novels, and sometimes they're just a couple sentences. It doesn't mean that it's any less of anything, but it's just that's what a writer's notebook is, and so you have to look at your photography the same way. Hmm. Sometimes a shoot is nothing but an idea, like a few words jotted down and it may not have turned out the way you thought it did, but maybe that's an idea you can go back and revisit and you learn something from it and then you can create your novel out of it. And I was like, Oh, that's like a, I don't know why I didn't have that thought before that. Not every single thing I create needs to be a masterpiece. Sometimes it's just a sketch yeah, or an idea.
0: I like that idea a lot. Um, So, I would love to now, because, you know, I was thinking about like, where do we begin? And, um, you know, I'm so interested in like, like I said, kind of those boundaries of like what is art and what is not. And I feel like you just, you just touched on it a little bit. I think sometimes when we get artists that are this tortured thing, um, part of the torture is like that bar for the art is too high. Like you can't be making a masterpiece all the time. Um, And so, you know, to kind of like look at everything kind of in a more holistic way seems like at least for some of us, it makes the difference of whether or not you you do the art at all. Do you think that's true? Do you mean like like
1: expecting perfection the first time you try something and then giving up? sure or
0: ex- just ex- just expecting that like every art or art adjacent thing you do is going to be like really meaningful
1: i think that a lot of people get rap get caught in that i know i i can um that's why i never i think i never tried art earlier because mm-hmm. i would try to paint or draw and i was never good at it and i just, so i just was like fine i'll give up and photography was the first thing that i ever tried that i had it talent for kind of immediately. And so I was like, oh, and so I actually felt the drive to get better at it because it wasn't something that was non-existent to begin with. Um, but so, so if I had never been good at it, I can't say I would have explored it. Let me catch my, where my mind is going with this. Um, so I think we can get trapped by the perfectionist angle, but I think we need to be really internal as artists, no matter what form of art we do. And as long as we're happy with what we're creating or at least happy with what we're learning while we're creating, um, that's how I approach it. Like, yeah, that was not what I wanted necessarily, but I learned from this and I liked what I came from this and I can apply it
0: to another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I mean by kind of like, like zooming out on it. And being like, maybe I'm not getting like that thing um, from this project, but something about this project is going to help me find that thing later. Yeah. And I try not to take myself too seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: that's hard being a perfectionist and wanting to be really good at what you do and having pride in yourself because you don't want people to you don't want to disappoint people, um, especially when they're paying you. So it is hard to find that balance of not taking yourself too seriously and being humble versus also being proud at what you can do and create. Um, And I'm not always successful at that, but I do. That's what I try, how I try to approach things so that I don't get so worked up over it in a not worked up in a not helpful way. Sure. And like I said, I'm not always successful, but I'm getting
0: better at that. Do you ever feel like pressure to be more of like a, like a, a movie artist, you know, like a, yeah,
1: I've had a hard time with that because when I was in school, um, I, and this was just for an associates in photography. I just wanted to learn the hard skills. That's why I did it. Um, and I didn't want to have to sit there and teach myself. I wanted to be told, this is how you handle a camera and lighting and then use that Have So I have the tools to create. And when I was there, um, they started like they couldn't focus one hundred percent on the art side of it because it was a technical college, but they would start asking, Well, what do you mean by this picture or this project? Why what were you meaning behind that? Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me because I'm a visual person and so I have a hard time making stuff up. Sometimes yeah. I just wanted a really pretty picture. Like yeah. sometimes I just liked a headpiece or or a dress and how it flowed or a model, a certain model I was inspired by how they moved. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to show in the, or I didn't even have an idea and we just got in front of a really pretty scene that I found and we just created. And so there's not always a deeper meaning behind a lot of my work. And there's this, there's this art mentality in the art world that. It has to mean something. And that's why I never majored in English the first time around, when I went to college the first time around. is because even though I love to read and I'm good at it, I had a hard time making stuff up. Like, this is what this word meant, and this is what this, and that's why I did history. It's really more cut and dry. And that's how my mind works. I'm just Mm -hmm. very literal. Um, And if I do try to me I guess, create something that means something or talks to someone, it's more of like an emotion, sure. not necessarily the apple she's holding represents her femininity and her yeah, just descent. Like, and I just don't work that way. Yeah, I, I find it pretentious and I'm not a pretentious person, at least I don't think. And so I try, it's hard for me to make that up. And when I looked into getting a BFA in photography, I went and talked with a few programs in the state and, uh, and they would i had a, I even had a guy who ran this program who said well you're probably better than our lighting professors but we could find a place for you and i'm like oh no oh well i don't know if i'd want that yeah. i don't know if i want to go learn how to just make stuff up sure and like this is what this means and and then i had friends who went to this program who went through this whole crisis because they wanted to create a certain thing but then they were being told by professors well that's not art And I'm, Mm -hmm. and I have a have a Mm -hmm. hard time with people who say that's not art because that that's wrong. Yeah. Art, even if it's art, I don't like, and I'm like, I don't get that, which is a lot of modern stuff. I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) But to someone that means something and and it evokes a feeling and an emotion. And to me, that's more important than this line or this, angle of a hand or this whatever represents this and not that there's anything wrong with that. Some artists, that's how they work and that's great. Yeah. Um,
0: but to be told that that's what art is. Sure. I'm totally against. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Um, yeah, I think like I was saying before, like maybe part of kind of what allows you to like have as much art in your life as you do is having like kind of a wide boundary around like, What is it? And and I think knowing that it's maybe different depending on the day, depending on the year, depending on what you're interested in, what projects are going on right now, and certainly depending on the person. Um, I think having kind of like a, I don't know, I I like this idea of like being creative about the way you think about creativity.
1: No, well, it's it's kind of
0: meta, but
1: no, it kind of is. I kind of live my whole life that way. It's always a mind game with me, like with myself, like messing with my own neuroses and anxiety it's like how I cope with life is like almost like creating this meta about like talking to myself and explaining things to myself and it even with art it's like that and for me it works to have that mindset because it allows me to be driving down the road and seeing the sun hit something and well, and think wow that's that's just really pretty and like that really moves me I don't know what it moves me about but yeah it opens me to see those things. Whereas in if I'm just like, well, it has to mean something, Yeah. then you, it almost like it blocks you. And and the times I have created something where there's meaning behind it, it's almost like it just came very organically sure. and naturally. And I didn't feel like I was being pretentious because I was like, no, this fits the story yeah. that I'm trying to tell. And it just happened. And if I can, if it's happening for me, then that means it really needed to be told because I just don't think that way. Yeah. And again, other people, you know, their brains work differently and whatever helps other people. But I've had a lot of artist friends who have a hard time. They had a hard time getting to where they're at now because they didn't, they thought they
0: needed to be artists. Oh, totally. Well, okay. So this is, this is what I wanted to talk about next anyway, which is sometimes there's like this kind of role or like, it, it's almost sometimes feels to me like role play. I think it's authentic for some people, but this kind of type of behavior and type of clothing and something, uh, you're nodding. And so I know that, you know what I mean and I don't need to say anymore, but what do you think about that? Like, how do you have you had to like wrestle with that? Do you wrestle with it still? Is it never a problem? How no, I, I wrestle with it because I mean, I work with
1: a bunch of creatives, um, on a daily basis and a lot of the stylists fit the image a little bit more than I do because I just, I dress very practical cause I'm climbing on ladders and rolling on the ground and I can't look like this cool person. And, so, and I, but, but it doesn't mean that I don't look at that and go, Oh, I wish I looked more like yeah, how I think. I feel like I'm like inside, like I wish I looked more like an
0: artist or like a yeah. cool person. Oh, wait, talk more about you. You feel, so do you feel a different way than like inside? Yeah, because
1: than, I mean, like I feel like I have a lot of layers and I'm always thinking about stuff. And yeah. I feel like if people
0: could look at my brain, it would be way cooler than what I present to the world. I love that. I like, i I would frame that if it wasn't just so like, just true. But I know I feel that way, like 100%, like the stuff that I think is going on in my mind, I think is way more like risky and like, I don't know, interesting. So, okay. So talk, so talk more about that. Like, like where does it break down or like, how do you deal with it?
1: I guess how I deal with it is just being confident in myself. And so when I'll, you know, compliment one of the stylists I work with. I'm like, you look so cool today. Like, I wish I could be that cool. And they're like, you could. And I'm like, well, no, I can't because I can't wear like crazy shoes because like, I'm climbing on ladders and I'm hauling lights and half the time yeah. I don't have an assistant. So I'm doing everything physical myself. It's
0: a practical thing. Like, yeah. I can't look cool if I'm needing to haul lights. Like, it just doesn't totally. work. Well, I was just saying that to Andrew the other day. Like, so I I mean, I perform on stage, uh, which is, you know, I... It's part of my job to look cool, yeah, but even with that, I think, like, okay, well, I, in addition to performing on this stage, have to set up the equipment on this stage, and I need like i I have to find clothing that like it helps balance it does all of these jobs like i need it I need it to function in all of these ways, oh, it's so complicated though, but I think maybe it sounds like. I like, this is something I wrestle with more than you do. (laughs) Well, because
1: like you said, you're supposed to look cool. You're a singer.
0: Like you're supposed to have,
1: there's supposed to be this illusion of like, you're supposed to inspire people as you sing. It's your voice. It's your, the way you look. It's the whole package. I mean, we've had this conversation before, even Adele, who it doesn't care that, you know, she might be bigger than, um, like the normal teeny bopper singer. She still is all glammed up when she performs. It's, It's true. And so and but that's part of it she, like I if you're looking at someone perform you don't want to be like dude you look like you're wearing yeah. sweats why not that I would show up to shoot in sweats or anything sure. but um it's a little bit less expected for me because I'm behind a camera nobody really cares like how I look but at the same time if I were to shoot for a new client I wouldn't show up looking as yeah. as much of a I don't want to say bum because I don't feel like I should look no. like a bum but I wouldn't be as casual sure. with somebody I've shot with five times versus someone I had never shot with and yeah. it, like it you know you still have to have present yourself sure. in a certain way um but that being said even at my best I wouldn't say I fit the the idea of the cool artist like I'm not like have an arm sleeve of tattoos and wearing like cool jewelry and or at least not in a visual like not yeah. in a
0: way that's consumable
1: from other you know yeah yeah. Like it's not, a, I don't dress like a stereotype in that regard. I just dress like
0: a professional adult woman. So how do you feel about that in the context of like social media? Oh, we, we've talked I'm about like this a little at bit. I'm horrible social media. Um, I I need to get, it's one of my 2019 resolutions. I have
1: such a hard time with social media because I see the necessity for it 100%, but I hate the fakeness of it. And so I don't think I could ever be the typical influencer because I can't fake it, which yeah. is why I have a hard time, uh, faking, like come up with a title for your piece of art. I, I don't know. You're like, like print number one. I, cause yeah. coming up with something that, that evokes emotion with words. I'm like, I, it, that's so fake. Well, to it's me. like
0: that's secondary creativity, yeah. which I think, I assume that some people don't feel that way about it. Like when they're naming their piece, it feels like part of it, Yeah, but I I totally relate to what you're saying. I think maybe I feel it about different things, but there's like I don't know. I get so kind of like weirdly resentful sometimes about the fact that like the thing that I am creating is not enough. Mm-hmm. I need to create like a package for it and a story around it.
1: Well, and that's and it, that is so much along the business lines of things. It's just been it's just moved generations. So like in my business class I took for photography I my professors I heard this from more than one of them the best the most successful photographers aren't necessarily the best photographers they're just really good at business yeah. and I feel like that goes along the lines of like with social media is sometimes that most successful people just are really great at social media and they're really good at putting their name out there. I have a friend who I saw her start with a hundred followers and now she's like a lifestyle design Instagram influencer getting free stuff all the time. Yeah. And I saw how much work she put into yeah. it and how I don't want to say it's inauthentic because she's still true to herself, but everything she puts on that Instagram is there's thought behind it. Yeah. And it's its own art form. Yeah. And it, I just am I look at the amount of effort she puts into it and I'm just like, I don't know if I have that in me. Yeah. Because it takes everything I have just to create really good work. Like how am I supposed to then it's a have, you have a secondary
0: entire skill yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I don't I don't always think it's fake. I I mean I'm not on social yeah. media enough to like
1: I guess I don't want to say like everyone on it is fake. They're not. It just, I it, feel fake yeah, when I try sure. to be
0: like that. I do too. I think there must be like, I, I've been spending a lot of time recently, like looking for profiles that I think like, that feels like a nice balance. Me. Like that feels like something that I could, like if it still be work, but it doesn't feel like work that would like drain me completely. It's so tricky though. But I feel like it is kind of like a, it's a weirdly, it's like. Maybe a necessary evil for it is
1: there. As much as I want to delete them, sometimes I can't. Like I haven't been posting really anything unless it's like on stories and um, because I feel like I I'm like in this juncture of rebranding because yeah. I ha- half of my work is all like home based and then half of it's fashion and everything on my social media is fashion right now mm-hmm. and so I have to re-update my website and like kind of re- start reposting stuff on Instagram and whatever Do you want to talk
0: about like your rebrand strategies like uh, I don't
1: really have a huge strategy beyond start balancing my work so that I look more well-rounded and I'm not just a fashion photographer I'm not just a beauty photographer uh, because I've done so much more I just haven't had put the time into curating it on a website or because it's like you're I mean, putting in the time, yeah. Doing you, the it thing. just takes so much work to like sit there and look at the images and go, okay, what is the right balance? Because I have to be able to show my fashion stuff and then still show my lifestyle stuff and have it look like the same
0: person shot it. Yeah. Um, you It's mentioned just, to me yeah. once before that that was kind of like you, you're you finally kind of feel like that you have that. Yes, yes, That's I definitely awesome.
1: feel good about what I have. It's just a matter of putting it together yeah. in a way to,
0: I guess, sell myself more. Sure. Um, I I, I want to have these conversations, even though I think they—I don't know—they're not like glamorous conversations, no, but they're but necessary. This, this is the thing. This is like where it is. This is where that breakdown happens. If you want to make money as
1: an artist, this is the kind of stuff you have to talk about and think about, and totally. nobody wants to because it's not glamorous.
0: Totally, but that's I, just how it is. I totally agree. Um, it's it's so important, and we we do not talk about it enough. Um, okay, so we like I said, I normally kind of start with people at the beginning. Um, but I wanted to start kind of with you just talking about the boundaries of art, but is there anything like what, what might you like to tell or what feels like, you know, important to this kind of overall story of like how you got to where you are now? Um,
1: honestly it was probably maturity and hard work because I didn't know myself or was confident in myself in my late teens early 20s enough to know that I or have the courage to try um to do something like photography i had always liked it in theory but I just never put myself out there because I thought that my life was going to go a certain way and that I had to make certain decisions because they were responsible because I'm the oldest of five I grew up LDS um I mean I still am but I I wouldn't say I'm stereotypical that yeah. anymore. Um and so I I just I just didn't have the freedom to stretch my brain or thought process um that I did once so I went to school for history and genealogy and I worked as a genealogist um got laid off when the economy tanked back in 2008 and I was 28 at the time and I just was like I don't know what to do with my life. I don't want to do genealogy and I really don't know what I want. And I took that year off and I traveled and kind of started, I had bought a camera while I was a genealogist and started just messing around with it more and teaching myself stuff off the internet. And I was like, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. It's (laughs) not a very unique story. A lot of people go, I have a camera. I'm going to shoot weddings. Um, and a few people I knew that were super poor let me, and I just was like, wow, I really like this. I think I'm good at it. Um, I mean, it's funny when I look back at it now, especially the images, but it inspired me enough that I was like, I'm going to go back to school. Yeah. And the community college, It was a great technical program and I knew I just wanted to learn skills and so I could start creating and making money. And, um, but then I started school and it like opened this whole new world to me because I didn't know I was an artist. I really didn't. I had no idea that I was a visual learner. I had no idea that that's the way my brain worked. Um, And that it opened, because I had an open mind about it and I just had no expectation whatsoever. I just was like, Let's go experiment with life because I just don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Um, It helped me discover things about myself that I never would have before because I Mm. am such a tightly wound person sometimes. And uh, I mean, what else, what was going to happen if I failed? Like I still was working at Barnes and Noble. Like it wasn't like I was worried about anything. That's why I feel like,
0: you know, you, I, this story is my favorite story. It is so badass of you. Like just think about what this is. The economy crashes. Like you have this like practical job, genealogy. It has an ology at the end. You know, you have this you have this job. The economy crashes and that's when you become an artist <laughs> pretty much. That's crazy. Like that is the best story. So, you know, I the way that it the way that it hits my ears is like, you know, you had these things when you're young. yeah, it, it was there. You you, you weren't like presented with like the opportunities to like see it or like do something with it. But I think like that right there is like proof that it was there, you know? Oh,
1: no, it totally was. I just didn't know how to look for it. Totally. Um, and I didn't have the freedom within myself to like allow myself to look for it. Whereas in when I lost my job, I was just, I honestly what helped me make those decisions is I had been responsible my whole life. And look where that got me laid off. And I didn't, I wasn't married with kids. Like I thought I was going to be, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a, I didn't have any skills that I was inspired to keep pursuing. I was just starting over again. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do or always been kind of like in awe of, um, and I'm just going to do it and just see what happens. And my dad thought I was crazy. I'm pretty sure, some people people were like photography really and I'm yeah. just like well, well I'd still be working at happening. Barnes because I remember saying to my dad I'm like dad even with a history degree I still would be working at Barnes and Noble like so why not try something new yeah um I didn't have any really student debt from my first go around because of scholarships so it's not like I was adding a bunch of student debt just yeah. because you know and didn't I it wasn't gonna hurt me is pretty much where I was at and I was just like let's just experiment let's yeah. have fun and uh, ended up being that mindset was the best thing that ever happened because even in classes i would start to get stressed out like i used to when i was younger and i'd be like who cares i'm not here for the degree i just want to learn how to take take pictures right. and i just always had a really opened an open mind about it not that i like i said i'm a tightly wound person so it's not like i was like oh who cares i'm not going to yeah. do my homework i'm not going to take pictures i mean I did all of that, but it was more from an internal place, not an external place. So sure. it wasn't people telling me to do things. It was because I wanted to do things and wanted to like, be this person. And, and I found out re- fairly quick that it wasn't just wedding photography or yeah. portraits that I was inspired by. That's awesome. And I was able to just start just yeah i just started creating i might have been copying something out of a magazine or you know i did the stereotypical flower crowns on models kind of thing but i was having fun and i was learning and i felt really just i loved my life like i loved what i was doing and that's i think a big part of it too is everyone's like oh find your passion well that's not sometimes that's i think unrealistic to tell people but at the same time if you like what you're doing
0: you're going to be more successful at it But that doesn't take away from hard work. Sure. Like, yeah, I was going to say, you know, when we say to people like find your passion, I feel like the, the problematic word is like find like, and, and also the fact that it's like singular, like it makes it seem like there's this expectation that you need to stumble upon something that just like gives you everything. And I, I don't think that's realistic. It's not because no matter how much I love
1: photography, if I didn't, hadn't worked my, rear end off, I I'd, I, wouldn't be successful. Yeah. So I mean, I had, and that's what I think everyone would hate me at school sometimes because they'd be like, Jen, what's your advice? What should I do? I'm like, work hard, take lots of pictures. And they're like, what? Like they, I think that they I think, sound like
0: art advice. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah. I'm like, that's what I did. Yeah. I had like I said earlier, I had a crappy camera. I didn't have any gear. I never had anyone to help me. I did it all myself. Yeah. I was I was sewing skirts on a sewing machine and creating headpieces at midnight because I wanted to make this image, and I did it because I wanted it. And it doesn't mean that that image turned out okay. It was, but I was learning from it, and I just constantly did it. I was working two jobs, going to school full time, and probably had. Th- Two to three shoots a week yeah. that I was doing, and um, I would have some of my classmates who were like, "Oh, I just feel like I should have, I should have more images for my final project." And I just looked at them, like I was like, "What do you want me to say to yeah. that?" I'm like, "Do you like, have a job? Why don't you?" And they're like, <laughs> "No." I was like, so you're, so I have a friend who her final portfolio was music photography, like band photography, concert photography. And she's like, oh, I feel like I should have had more. And I'm like, and this is a week before our final project is yeah. due. And I'm like, you have cool friends, fake it, put a guitar in their hand and do a portrait of them as they're like, they're some cool like musician. Yeah. Why is that so hard for you? You don't have anything to do with school. And then she's just, just like, oh, you're right. I'm like,
0: yeah, I know I'm right. Totally. Like, I-, I love hearing you talk about this. It- it's, it's non-romantic, but it's just, it's just what it is for so many of us. And I, I'm sure you get this all the time too. You know, people will say like, oh, well, it's easy for you. You're, you're talented. And I think like, I wish I could take you back in time and you could see that like, it did not begin this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe like a better motto is like, follow your curiosity or something. Um it's so like, it's like an there ne-
1: there needs to be an addendum. Find your
0: passion and then work really hard,
1: because the only people who have the luxury to just find their passion are people with money.
0: Yeah, or like occasionally there yeah. may be a prodigy.
1: But like how
0: many of us are prodigy prodigies? N- very like, few. Yeah, and and furthermore, I know I I personally know like I think a lot of people who kind of are those prodigies, who who just can't seem to like
1: make it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people just like that. My my program at school, because of when I went, was around the when the economy tanked, uh, the state was giving a lot of money to community colleges um, and grants for people to go to back to school so they could then get back into the workforce. And my my class, like the class that I went from the beginning to the end with, was probably one of the more talented, bigger classes that have ever gone through that program. Um, there was probably 30 people in my, I guess, graduating class. Um, and the majority of them were very talented. There were people better than me. Like Mm -hmm. there was people who were so good and so naturally gifted and you know what they're doing now? Not taking pictures. (laughs) Uh, There are two people out of that class who were taking pictures still for a living. It's me and this other girl who already was taking pictures when she, she just wanted the degree. So that's how, and you hear that from your professors, you hear that you're like, they're like, Oh, if you don't keep on, you know, like not that many people still take pictures after school, you have to find your own inspiration. And I remember thinking, that doesn't make sense. Why would people just stop? And then seeing it, I'm like, Oh, they were 100%
0: right. Yeah. Well, I think I, I like, I want to connect this back to that idea of like, not everything is a masterpiece. And sometimes, you know, finding your inspiration, like you find it in the middle of Mm -hmm. doing a thing. Like you have, you have to like start the thing and maybe take that risk that like, sometimes that thing does not lead you to inspiration but you're never going to get that inspiration if you're not just like doing stuff
1: and you have to be willing to take criticism and also see if where you fail because a lot of people get take it too personal and they're like, well, like I suck. I can't do it anymore and I'm never going to try again. Well, that's just dumb. But so when, where I work at Overstock, I did not have the skills then that I do now. Mm -hmm. So when I started, I could not, do what I do now. Like it's a very specific form of photography. I've learned on the job. Um, and when the head photographers have come up to me and been like, "Mm, we're not really liking this. I don't take that personal. I just go, well, how can I improve? How can I make that better? What can I learn from this instead of, and I'm not that I'm like smiling, happy that I just got told my lighting sucked, but I also viewed that as an opportunity to grow and learn versus, well, they hate me now and they're going to fire me and I suck so bad. Like you can't approach failure like that. You can have a moment of like self-pity and be like, oh, I wish I just was awesome all the time. But then you get rid of that and you go, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I get better? What can I teach myself so that I don't have this problem again? Yeah. And when you have that kind of viewpoint on your creativity, um, you're a lot more successful because you don't you're not beating yourself up over something that everybody does. Uh, One of my classes I went to, we went to the, the university Utah museum and they have all these photographs um, from famous photographers that aren't always on the wall. They're just in the back. And they were showing us some of Ansel Adams um, work. And everyone thinks of these grand black and white landscapes um, of like national parks and stuff. When they think of Ansel Adams, Um, the stuff they had were contact sheets, which is like, uh, Fancy. Oh, sorry. So a, when a photographer takes a bunch of pictures of a project, they usually deliver contact sheets to a client or someone so they can go, oh, we like this one. This sure. is the one we want printed okay. big. They had contact sheets from Ansel Adams that were taken of a construction yard for a client. They were not. They were not anything inspiring. They yeah. were pictures of a construction yard. It was like... Oh, well if Ansel Adams even had stuff like that, then it's okay that I have stuff like that. Definitely. And every major artist no matter what medium are always going to have those sketches, paintings, photographs, demos that are just kind of kind of crappy, kind of just there because mm-hmm. they were experimenting and learning and they aren't always successful, but no one tells you that. You just think that those people who have been doing this for so long they always created amazing things. Right.
0: Yeah. It's so well, and I think it's, I think we like a Cinderella story. Um, because I think it makes us feel like we're off the hook of putting Mm -hmm. ourselves in those really hard situations where you're, you're going to fail. And, and I don't mean like a glamorous fail, but just like those everyday, like just tacky fails, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) just like those little fails. Um, do you think there's anything about your personality or maybe about your kind of childhood experience that like primed you for like handling those like inglamorous moments? Well, um not anything
1: in particular that I can think of that were like I guess me and my sister were talking about this a while ago that our dad, who is kind of hard, like he's he's just kind of a harder person. He's not a very soft individual. He um, raised us to be very critical thinkers and to sp- be problem solvers. And my mom too, but mostly my dad because he would tell you to do something, explain it to you once. But if you were like, well, how do you do that? Can you hold my hand? Can you like you know, walk me through it 50 times. He was, he didn't have the patience for that. And so you learned really quick. So you didn't get yelled at that. You just, if you couldn't remember how he said to do it, you just figured out another way to do, get the job done. Um, and not that there's like specific things he had us do that taught me that it was just like overall, I think how we were raised because, um, both me and my sister, this is what started the conversation is when we get, we have one-on-ones with our bosses or anything. We always get told we need to, um, help, people more so like Mm -hmm. in my case i need to teach photo assistants and other people more like give them opportunities on set to like learn and that's really hard for me because i'm very much a i do it and i'm a very internal thinker so as i'm setting up lights i have a really hard time vocalizing what i want to an assistant because i'm just doing it yeah and um and also being a control freak i have a hard time letting go control and being like you go set up the lights for sure. something that my name's attached to right i can't do that yeah it's like one of my my biggest failings is being I able to go with that too go experiment photo yeah. assistant you go have yeah, fun yeah, yeah. and learn i'm like eh, no if you want i would rather have someone go we have some time off for you there's not any major projects go teach a photo assistant and then i'd be like yeah. yeah let's do it sure but like actually in the stress of a project i I can't do that. I have a really hard time. And my my sister's a social worker and she is, they they told her the same thing. They're like, well, we feel like you should, instead of just telling people how to fix the problem, you should lead them to it and help them think. And my sister's like, I have such a hard time with that. And I'm like, me too. It must be, it must be genetic. Yeah. We must've, must've been how we were raised. We really
0: are sisters. Yeah. That's funny. So that's, I mean,
1: yeah, I might've led away from the
0: question, but no, I think you totally answered it. Um, so when you're doing, let, let's talk more about like the, the art that isn't the nine to five art. Um, does anything about that feel vulnerable to you? Um, the most vulnerable part, vulnerable part it's of it for me
1: is probably, um, the feeling of mediocrity when I'm, when I'm experimenting. It's Cause sometimes I'll look at it and I'll be like, well, that's so unique. I'm everyone. 50 million people have done it um and so it's trying to find a way to feel like I'm experimenting with something that hasn't been done at least for me like where I don't know if that makes sense I yeah so a lot of my personal work that like I consider like real art I do a lot of alternate well I did a lot of alternative printing um with chemicals uh, it's like the, the how they made pictures back in the old days as you'd paint the chemicals on you'd put the negative on expose it to the sun and that's how you would do it and so i digitally take the picture create a negative and then i would it, it almost gave me an illusion of painting like i was creating cool. a painting because i had to paint the chemicals on and i had to um yeah just mess with it uh, now that i don't have access to a lab it's a little bit harder to do but um that was where I felt the most unique. Cause I felt like a lot of people weren't doing my type of photography with that process, with those processes. Yeah, And that's where I felt the most inspired. And I still feel the most inspired. I just don't have, um, the time or access to it because it's, I can't just do it in my one kitchen sure. in my condo because sure. it's like toxic and stains. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one of the processes is, is blue. So I can just see my sister being like, why are our counters all blue? And I'd be like, <laughs> Sorry. I'm making cyanotypes. Um, so,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'm. I'm curious about this. I probably asked the question poorly, but you know, you seem so like just kind of stubborn about your work, about your art, and about like, well, I'm just, I'm doing it, and if someone gives me criticism, I'm just fixing it, and I'm kind of wondering if that, if that's consistent throughout, like the, the, the fine art, maybe. Um, um it's probably. It probably depends on
1: how often I'm doing it. So so whenever I'm doing something, whether it's a new process or just what I do regularly, I'm always researching and seeing what other people are doing because I don't want to, A, copy, not copy, but I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be just doing what everybody else does. And I also want to just see how good people are at it just so I can measure myself. Sure. Not in comparison, but just... To just see if I'm exceeding yeah. yeah. Like just so I know that I, what I'm doing is enough for me, I guess, or I'm succeeding in for me. Cause I've, I really honestly don't care what other people think. I mean, I want, I, I like it when people like my stuff. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's not like, I'm like, I don't care if anyone likes my stuff. I like it. I'm not that. You just that, mean,
0: do you just mean you don't make decisions so that people will like it? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, Cause I've thought about selling out and like doing things so people would buy it. But then I'm like, I don't, meh, I'm not I that desperate same, yet.
0: I have the same struggle. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I interrupted you. Well, I,
1: I don't know. I, I, any, the whole point, I feel like if you create from a place of wanting to please people that it, it's just not going to be as successful. So like I try to think of stuff like Van Gogh and stuff, not when he was crazy, but, um, <laughs> but he, him and Picasso, they were trained classically they drew and painted just like everybody else did and but then they took those tools and went crazy with them and created what they wanted to do wanted to do and you know people weren't looking at those and being like that's the most amazing thing i ever saw they were probably like you guys are crazy why can't you draw a tree yeah and um or something. But they didn't they yeah, but they just did what they wanted to do. And so I kind of try to have a sim, not that I'm comparing myself to Picasso or Van Gogh, but I try to have a similar approach. Well, so comparing when I'm the
0: intent. Yeah. Yes.
1: So like when I'm doing my art or my personal more artistic work, I try to just do what I want to do regardless yeah. of what other people say. And the only thing that I listen to or have listened to is like technique. So, well, you did like if you did this with this chemical, it would have been a better success versus if the way you did it. Like yeah. to me that I w- I want to listen to you that because execute
0: I'm cute the thing. Well, yes. Cause I'm not yeah. an
1: expert at all technical things. Um, the problem with the alternative printing is there's not a lot of experts at it. And so a lot of times it was just trial and error and like yeah. doing things that I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I had no idea what I just did there, but that looks cool. And, um, I had a professor who always said, well, in all, when all else fails, just think art. And so that's how I also approach Dude. that fine
0: art work is just be like being like, well, "Let's just think art and see what happens." Yeah, I think sometimes I get like a little I don't know caught is maybe not the right word, but I kind of feel conflicted. I think sometimes when I get the most like personal validation out of art, it's when I'm doing something that's kind of experimental. And then I don't know, it's like it's so you just are in kind of like a weird limbo, like what is this? How do I compare it to anything, just even for like a reference? but it's like I don't know, it's like i'm I'm chasing that feeling, but at the same time, that feeling is so hard. no,
1: it is um, and that's why i've been i'm um, I need to start doing more of this personal, more fine artwork because I feel myself getting locked in mm-hmm. to a style, to a um, type of shooting. Not that it's bad and people want it, but I feel that it's limiting me. Like I'm not growing as much as I could be. Um, and I think the only way to do that is by getting into that experimental like place where nobody, like it might not be successful at all and nobody might ever see it, but
0: you're learning from
1: it and you're just trying new things.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you're chasing like the, the out of comfort zone feeling, then, like you're you never you never get there, <laughs> maybe, which is I don't know, I kind of think that that's part of it. it's like the thing that that I know that i I want, but I also like want stability it's like such a which is why I think maybe we're similar in this way yeah, we're we we're doing like the you know the out there fine art, but also doing kind of like the creative scrappy art and it, and you're, then you're creative for me anyway. I feel like I'm creative about like the way that I'm, that I'm building my career.
1: Yeah. And I think that, that not, that's not talked about enough because I feel like people again or artists in general think that the only way to be creative is by what you're making. And that's not the case because sometimes like those problem solving skills and creativity skills are going to come in handy for all parts of your career. So just focusing on what it is you're making is doing a disservice to the other skills you have. So, um, as I've been, shooting and been doing my career, I can't just focus on the actual pictures. I have to focus on how I handle models or talent or, uh, putting a team together. Like those are all skills that I had to build that yeah. I didn't always have. I'm, I'm very introverted and not that I'm a shy person, but I'm, I, I'm not someone who seeks out company. Yeah. Um, and so I have to almost perform yeah. sometimes when I have te- teams of people that I have to work with and it's really exhausting for me, but that's also part of my skill set that I have to work on and make better because that is what sets me apart from other people. I know a lot of photographers who are really talented, but they are so awkward with people that they're not going to get hired again because they can't just have a conversation with people or make it so that people want to work with them. And they're like, I had so much fun with them. I can't believe we got paid to do that. Um, and so that's a part of your creativity. Like that's still problem solving creativity on my part because I, It takes work and effort.
0: It's not natural. Um, But yeah. I I do feel though there's like this, there's like a a critical, I don't know. There's like a, like a bottleneck where like if you're awkward enough, it's, it's like a bonus probably for your art career
1: probably to be <laughs> like, honest means you're a genius or something and that probably goes along with how, <laughs> how like how cool you are like people are just like oh they're so cool they don't even care what people think they're just so awkward they don't
0: care and I'm just not that I know I can't do it either I feel like I, I think we probably in some ways have a similar just I feel like in a lot of ways the things that I learned in my childhood were so practical uh that like it's what's weird. It's like that art thing was in there, but it got all filtered through like this super like super practical worldview. Yeah, that um, that's been the story of my life. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about that? Like, how do you do? You, you seem like you accept it. I'm not. I'm not sure that I fully I, accept it. I don't
1: know. I don't know if I I accept it like, oh, that's just how it is. I still try to push myself outside of those boundaries so I don't just accept it because there's a lot of decisions I made throughout my life that I wish I could redo because I based them off of being practical. Um, Sure. But then at the same time, there's times that I've tried not to be practical and that kind of backfired. So I just balance, like try to be open-minded and practical, but at the same time, don't
0: limit yourself just because it's not practical. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. like, do you have an example of something kind of lately that you're kind of, I don't know, trying to balance those things? Um, or I don't know, just, is there something that's maybe kind of a, an example? I mean, maybe social media is that thing.
1: That's probably like the next thing. Cause I, I know it's, I need to do it, but I just don't want to. Um, I don't know if that's really practicality. it's just I hate it um but probably the only thing I can compare it to is just I make decisions off what's practical, like the whole going into history the first time around it was more practical, or not doing study abroad that I wanted to do or majoring in archaeology like I wanted to do. It wasn't practical um, going into photography and then going into fashion photography wasn't practical, but it was what I wanted to do. Um, not moving to LA or New York. Actually, that was probably the, that wasn't practical. Like I should have moved to LA or New York. Everyone was like, why wouldn't you do that? Like your skills, you, I mean, you live in Utah, you can't build those skills and Mm. it wasn't practical to stay here, but that's where I wanted to stay. I didn't want, I didn't want to go to this superficial, uh, superficiality of LA. Um, it's just not my kind of a place and not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, it's not for me. Um, and New York where I actually really like, I just didn't want to start from scratch and yeah. be super poor again and have to build a whole new network. I have friends who've done it. They've been successful. I know I could do it, yeah. but I just didn't want to. And I like my family and I like my friends and, um, I like my dog. I yeah. just wanted to be here. And so, but that also, because I, I just accepted that. I just was like, well, that's the decision I'm going to make and we'll just yeah. see what happens. Um, thankfully opened up um, the door to overstock yeah. and I was able to develop this whole new skill set that I never would have developed if I hadn't just, cause I almost didn't apply for it because yeah. I was like, I don't have that much skill with products. So there's no way they're going to hire me. Thankfully they were a little bit desperate at the time I think. And I w- did get hired and they were shooting a lot of apparel. So, that yeah. it made sense for them to hire me. And now I have like, I've just learned so much from being there that, that not practical decision Ended made up. sense. Yeah. And other people might not view it as that much of a risk because,
0: but for someone like me, it is risky I to totally just totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. It's, it's a huge risk, um, to take yourself out of like the, out of the mix in that yeah. way. It's, it's a giant risk for an artist. Um, yeah, and I I wish that I wish that we could also kind of be more honest about that kind of thing too. Um you know, just artist to artist and maybe also artist to public or consumer, you know, you just you never know like where something's going to lead and you know, sometimes the choices that are that are kind of glamorous like choosing to be a photographer. Like maybe that looks like a choice that's like Oh, you know, whatever. Sometimes that stuff pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes something that looks really safe, like, like living in Utah could maybe look safe to someone is actually hard, like really difficult on your career.
1: For me, it was, I mean, when I, before I started Overstock, my sole portfolio was beauty and fashion. What is, am I going to get out of that in Utah? Like there's no work for that really. Um, and so I was preparing to myself to be like, well, I guess I can start shooting weddings. I mean, it's money. Yeah. Uh, not that, I, I mean, I love studio photography, so it it worked out. Um, but that, yeah, it, it might have, to other people might have been like, well, why aren't you pushing yourself? Why aren't you, like, you go live in another place. Like, yeah. find yourself. Like, I mean, to that, like, this is to push. most people, that would look like that was the exciting, crazy thing to do. Right. But for me, that would have almost been the easy thing to do because mm-hmm. I would have just been starting over again and like meeting new people and do having new experiences. And, um, and I know myself, I know I would be successful because I know people who've done it and I know I could, if they could do it, I could do it. Yeah. But I also knew that I would be giving up a lot of stuff that I didn't want to give up. Yeah. And maybe if I'd been 20, it would be a completely different story, sure. but I have roots and, mm-hmm for me, I can't take a photography career with me. And when I'm an old lady, what am I going to be more excited about that? I got to shoot shoot one time for a magazine or that I have all these people around me that I love and all these experiences and being able to travel and just have fun with people I love. Like what was more important to me? And that was things that I had to balance and come to terms with myself. And I ended up winning that that is what I wanted more out of life and ultimately tortured artist is not
0: in your purview.
1: Nope. I was, I'm too old for that. I just didn't,
0: I just don't want to suffer unnecessarily. Yeah. I mean, keyword tortured, right? Like, I mean, it totally, um, so, so now, you know, you, 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 you have what I think is definitely a lot of success. Um, What are your goals? I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot lately
1: because um, they're talking about selling the company and they say that nothing's going to change, but you never know. Um, I mean, money talks regardless of what they say. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe nothing will change and I still can work at Overstock or maybe everything will change. I don't know. Um, And so I've been thinking about that. And I mean, honestly, I would be so happy just to have a nine to five job because I don't care what people say. Art doesn't put food on the table and doesn't pay your rent unless you're one of those really awesomely business savvy people that are good at selling yourself, which I'm not. Um, and I don't like freelance for full time because it's just so hit or miss Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're working yourself to death and sometimes you don't have any work at all. And for some people they're fine with that. I just personally, that kind of stuff gives me anxiety. I know my creativity would, would take a, a hit. Yeah. Like having comfort of knowing how you're going to pay your bills makes it easier for me to be creative because I have really bad, like the catastrophic type of anxiety where you just think of all the bad things that can happen. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not like I have to wash my hands five times a day, but I can't stop thinking, well, what if, what am I going to do? Like, and so I have to have all these plans. And so I know I have a portfolio where I could get work as a freelance photographer easily. I just would have to put the work out. Um, So probably, I don't know. I'd probably say probably my more, goals right now is trying to be more creative and trying to do more personal work. Um,
0: like what, I mean, is there something like, do you have like a dream project? Um, I mean, I guess I've always had the same,
1: like my dream project would be like shooting vintage Alexander McQueen for like W Magazine or something. That's, is there a reason you can't do that kind of thing remotely? You can, but you have to have the connections there's like out of all the fashion photographers in the world there's like five that do all the work okay so I mean it's kind of a a pipe dream so it's not something that I necessarily aim for I just that would be the coolest thing that could ever happen so I I just have try to focus on creating this kind of stuff that I would for something like that in this the stuff I have now I guess
0: well I feel like and you know I keep I keep coming up against this idea kind of more recently, like just in the last few years that like, I think I might be an optimist. I think I might be like a super optimist. That's great. Uh, I don't I know. I wish I had more of that. I, but I feel like sometimes people accuse me of being negative and I think like, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I'm like weirdly both and kind of nothing in between. But, um, but, I, but I feel like we're in kind of an exciting time right now where like independent everything is like so there's so much space for like, you know, I feel like social media plays
1: in with that too. So if you, if you want to put yourself out there, social media wise, I feel like you have a greater opportunity to get bigger opportunities because that's like even models. I have a friend who runs a modeling agency and, um, you get more work if you have a bigger social media following, following, it doesn't matter how good of a model you are. You could be a halfway decent model, but if you have a million followers, you will walk all the shows in, in fashion week. Um, and I feel like that's for any art um yeah, any art form if you have a lot of if you have a social media presence, you will get more opportunities than if you don't um so that's maybe that could be a goal like that I have been thinking about how I need to have more of a social media presence
0: or even like serving serving a market that like no one is paying attention mm-hmm. to um I feel like that's that's so the time that we're in um you know, I feel like independent creatives and and also just independent like entrepreneurs um are really like taking you know the the various machines of their various careers like kind of by storm um so i i get excited about that like you know how can we apply creativity to just kind of create work that we want that people want but just aren't aren't being given, but I think you're right. You do have to kind of, I don't know. You have, be to have heard a, somehow. Yeah, you have
1: to have a way to show it to people. And the only way to do that, at least that I know of is the internet and social media.
0: Or combine with someone who's better at that than you. Yes.
1: Yes. That too. <laughs> I, unfortunately, give, I haven't met anyone yet that wants to do that need. for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. Um, okay. Well, I think I just have a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, One would be, what would you want, like, your peers to know about you? And I think I mean the peers that you feel, like, excited about the things they're doing. Like, do you think there's anything that you want to say, you know? About me? Yeah, or just about, like, okay, I think this question comes from, like, I have this idea that, you know, people people see only like a small fraction of like what's going on in your mind. You said that before. Oh, that's the story of my life. So is there something that you feel like you wish was kind of, you didn't have to say, you know? Like do you wish there was something that just kind of like was easier, more easily understood or more easily seen or?
1: I guess about... For that, for me, and that's just people who work with me in general or people, even if they just meet me, that you could ask me anything and I would answer it. Like, I I would help you. Like, But I come across as really, like, not that way because I'm just really in my head all the time, especially if I'm working. Like, if I'm working, I'm the worst. I have to tell people all the time, like, assistants, like, if I've never worked with them before, um, I have to tell them, like, if you need something, ask. Or if you see Mm -hmm. something, ask. I'm not going to get mad. I just don't think... I'm, I'm not, thinking not thinking about, about you, about you. Yeah. and um, so don't take it personal because they'll be like, "Am I doing all right? Am I helping enough?" Like I don't know, and I'm like, "Yeah." I'll tell you if you're not doing anything wrong. I just don't have the time to hold your hand. So if you need something, or if you want to say something, or if you have a question, ask. I won't get mad. Yeah. I, it's not like I'm going to snap at you. I just don't think to bring anything up. Yeah. Um, and that's like, it's like that for most most relationships in my life. Is if I'm thinking about something people just think that it's bad or something, yeah. or I'm mad. And I'm like, no, I, I just, am thinking like, I just have a lot going on in my head and it might not reflect like a happy thing on my face. Yeah. And you might think I'm mad at you or something. And it. so that's probably the most thing personal that I wish people would just know automatically. Yeah. Oh, Jen's still nice. She's just really internal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think we all, I assume that we all have like something like that, that we're like, listen, I just, you got to understand. Um, and I like hearing like the different types of things, you know, but I, I do think a lot of times it's like a, it's rooted in like misunderstanding. Oh, 100%. Misunderstanding is the most exhausting.
1: Well, that that's why for me, experience. one of my rules for myself is not to take offense by somebody and l- unless they straight out came out and said something super nasty to me personal, like you were, you were just the dumbest person ever, which even then I might be like, what is going going on with you? you? Yeah. (laughs) Like, but even so,
0: like, it's so hard though.
1: Yeah, it is. But I always have to take a step back before I react. I always make myself go, do I know this person? Would they really do this to me? Should I be this mad? Like, is it going to affect anything? And nine times out of 10, it's something I can just be like, eh, whatever, they're having a, an issue. Um, and so I think you just have to be – Be that's something I wish more people had a skill to do. And not that I'm perfect, but I try really hard to be that way so that I don't cause problems or unnecessary drama. Yeah. Um, and I wish more people tried because I feel like there's a lot of misunderstandings because they people are just self-conscious about themselves. Yeah. Um, instead of thinking – well, Jen's not mad at me. She's just obviously working. So I'll just wait until she's like staring dumbly at a wall and then ask her if she needs help instead of going, oh my gosh, Jen's not talking to me. She must be really mad at me. I'm not mad at you. Like, and so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that's mostly like, you know, how you're feeling about the people that are working with you on the photography side or like also the models or, 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 Stylists or you know designers that you're working. It's with. it's
1: happened all across the board. Yeah, N- even in non photography related jobs. Like when I worked at Barnes and Noble in the cafe, they would um, stick me with a new someone new to train, and I would be closing by myself. And I'm I would say to them, "If you have a question, ask me because I'm going to be really focused on getting the stuff done that needs to get done. Yeah, and it's not you. Like don't take it personal. I, this is just how I am, and that's what I've had to do to prevent misunderstanding. It doesn't always work because people still just get all worked up. But well, I I know it's so
0: rare to have someone like address something like that that people just see it as part of. Like, I I experience that too. I'm like two things about me you need to know if you've never worked with me. I'm very blunt
1: and uh, I just get in in my head. So you can't take either personal because I just don't have time to like hold your hand and make things like. Oh, let's go skipping through the roses as we set up lights. That's just not my personality. But yeah. people don't like that. They like people like they like you to hold their hand and make everything happy and fluffy. And I'm not rude. It's not like no. I'm a, a jerk you're to wordily totally nice. But at the same time, sometimes people take directness yeah as being rude. And you're like, no, I just don't have time to skirt around the issue. Or I just I'm going to tell you the exactly. The creative energy. Yeah. Like, all of my energy is going towards having a really awesome project Yeah, I mean product. And then, then the, the super nice fluffy part of me is going towards the client or the art director. And then everyone else gets nice Jen, but it's very direct. Like let's get this job done Jen. And then when we're waiting and the models getting their makeup done or, um, or the sets getting, Uh, struck and changed that's when like fun let's like hang out and laugh Jen but like when we're working like we have to work and uh, that's why I've had to figure out sometimes I need to address that before I start working Mm -hmm. because yeah some people just they don't have the self-confidence enough in themselves to go they're not being rude to me they're just working yeah Um, and they get they're really self-conscious and feel like it's directed towards them and that they're doing something wrong Uh, because I've been there I mean yeah I've, I felt the same thing until I was like, oh, I've also They're lucked out working. that I have a dad who's very direct and very like not fluffy at all. And so I either was got upset or I just yeah. learned that that's just him and that's his, the way his way of communicating with people. And so I probably am a lot more numbed to that yeah. kind of but stuff. But that's
0: also like, so the antithesis of like the assumptions that people have about like the artist mentality, don't you think? hmm Um, do you have any other thoughts about just like kind of the crossroads of creativity and business in your career or any like advice? Um, just anything else you'd kind of want. I mean, it probably, it
1: probably goes just back to, I've already said it, but my number one advice to other people and myself is just hard work, hard work and constant learning. It's not, it's not very sexy. No, it's not. And people don't like that answer. They really don't. (laughs) Every time I've told people that they're like, Oh, And it's the same way with like my health and losing weight and stuff. People are like, oh, how'd you do it? What's the magic pill? And I'm like, I just worked really hard and counted my calories. Like, and people are like, oh, like they wanted, they wanted the sexy answer. And I don't, I don't, my, my life, there is nothing sexy about it. Like anything (laughs) I'm successful at, it's because I worked really hard
0: and kept learning. Literally that's stay curious and just pedal to the metal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same way. Okay, I got a last question. Yeah, what's your dream collaboration? Dream collaboration. You can cross mediums. You can collaborate with someone who's not alive. Um, I mean, it's
1: not very, it's not very like cool or exciting. But honestly, shooting vintage Alexander McQueen for any like having Annie Leibovitz's budget for she can have whatever she wants and shooting vintage Alexander McQueen in like crazy like abandoned french chateaus with natural light i it's been done 50 times but i don't care i, I would love to do it especially yeah. if it's like a marie antoinette inspired shoot and
0: sure. every time i
1: say that people are like but hasn't that been i'm like i don't care i haven't done it yeah like yeah. yes it's been done it's not unique i don't care i would lo- i just the thought of being able to shoot something that's art in real life And I'm just looking at it for the first time and I get to take a picture of it, which is my whole inspiration for fashion photography in general is I like creating something that didn't exist and I get to take pictures of it. I would, I would kill for that. Not really kill, but that's, that would be my dream thing is like having the big budget, insane art pieces of clothing with really good models that, and really pretty light in a really pretty location. And that would just be amazing.
0: I think fashion photography is exciting because you know, it's real, you know, it's a person, you know, it's a place. Um, but it looks like something that yeah, it's a dream. shouldn't exist. It's
1: fake. It's Barbies for grownups. Yeah. Yeah. And cause I've had a lot of people be like, but it's not real. And models are like, that's not how people look in real life. And I'm like, I don't care if I wanted to shoot real life, I would just shoot normal portraits every day. Like I, I have nothing against real life. Yeah but there's my whole life i've been that person that reads the fantasy books and totally. watches the the movies that are pretend and imagine in my head and so photography especially fashion photography is a way to bring that
0: forward yeah it's like equally fantastical but like it's in a magazine where you're supposed to buy things right you know what i mean i love it i like i i i spend a lot of time just like looking at like editorial fashion photography for that exact reason it's it's like it's a it's a it's a fantastical experience, but it's next to like a, a mascara ad,
1: yeah, well, like there's just one photographer I follow, and he does the he does the most interesting stuff with color and natural light and he is constantly like in the countryside of Wales against an abandoned castle with this giant huge dress from Dior and I'm just like, I, that would be awesome. I mean a lot of work and really stressful because you're shooting these high and yeah. Huge budget things. But at the same time, like, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, well,
0: the sky's the limit. Yeah. Which is maybe like a, the thing.
1: Yeah. Like well, because I I watched a documentary with Annie Leibovitz and she said that that like she got to a point where she would ask for these crazy things and they kept giving them to her. Like, she's like, I want an elephant on set. They got her an elephant on set. I mean, like, so to be at that level where you could literally do whatever you want. Make that dream come true. That would probably be the coolest thing.
0: I feel like I've seen photos of yours that kind of feel that way, though. Well, that's because those are the type
1: of people, the type of of photography that I'm inspired by. Yeah. But I'm limited by budget and quality of, just quality really is what it is. Sure. Um, but I'll gosh dang it. I'm going to do the best job I can with what I have. You and you do.
0: Um, you shot me and I'm, <laughs> I'm five feet tall, you know, and you made the photos look great. So well, yeah, we know that's true. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> it's not like you're a troll. <laughs> I am five feet tall though. So, so we all know that the first rule of being a model is tall.
1: Yeah. Well, and you gotta be a close hanger.
0: That's true. I, I like how you say though, like. Uh, clothes just, they look better just hanging.
1: They do. That's it's why That's why like models practical. look the way they look and yeah. it sucks for people who think they need to look that way and I think we need to do a better job at telling people that it's models. It's not about the model, it's about the clothes. It's about the clothes and models are genetically freaks and no matter what you do, you're not going to look like that. These people are born this way and not that they don't have their own stuff to deal with, especially if they're on the high end of fashion. I mean, sure. that's a whole other story, but you have to like people. I had a friend once who was like, "Well, don't you feel self conscious shooting all these beautiful models?" And I'm like, "No, because I would never, I have never, and will never look like that. So why am yeah. I going to compare myself to a 16 year old, five eleven girl who weighs 110 pounds?"
0: Well, and I, I, have, I'm not positive about this, but I have to imagine that they're not looking at you and thinking like, "Why
1: doesn't she look like me?" They don't think they, that way.
0: Yeah, they know that they don't work to look like them. Yeah, I, I would, I hope.
1: Yeah, mo- I would assume that's Most true. people I shoot with are just fabulous. Like they are great and have happy personalities and they are just as excited to see cool pictures that you take of them as you are to take the pictures of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not as, I guess, pretentious and glamorous as people always think.
0: Oh, I think that's true with everything we do. Like, you know, I, I like to joke sometimes, like I, I'm in a wedding band and you know, after this, I play some really fancy weddings sometimes. And afterward, you know, everybody leaves and the florists and the caterers and everyone is there tearing down and the band is tearing down. And I always just like to joke, like this is the part nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, this is most of it. Yep. Um, and I, I love that. And that's another kind of goal that I have here is just to like demystify these things that we're doing. We're just people who are just I don't know. Yeah. Just doing the cool, stuff. The
1: coolest shoots I've ever done is 10%. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing on set. The rest is gathering clothing, gathering jewelry, uh, booking models, talking to agents, uh, booking a place, uh, talking to the makeup and hair, deciding what we want, talking to the client. I mean, and then it's me editing. Like yeah. 10% is the shoot where yeah. you're having fun and freaking out. Like, this is the most amazing thing we've done. And then it's over <laughs> and you're back to the humdrum part of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you ha- and you have to... I don't know in my experience you have to you have to find a way to either make the humdrum part of it short and like mm-hmm. you know as kind of efficient as effective as possible or find a way to make it make it feel like it's like it's part of the the whole.
1: Yeah, and that's usually what I do. Um is I don't mind doing all of that because I like it.
0: Um it's all creative, it's all contributing. Yeah.
1: And so I don't mind having and i'm a control freak so i don't mind having control over most of it yeah uh, it's a lot of work and it's not like i'm you know excited to do all the work but at the same time i know it will be successful there's if a, i do it
0: yeah and there's a satisfaction i'm sure that comes from seeing a project yeah. beginning to end yes all right cool. i think we did it Yay. Yeah. Thanks, dude. thanks for listening to artifice our music is by jerem hansen and artwork by savannah kinniston If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.